You are listening to North Georgia Business Radio coming to you from the Business Incubator at Brunel University. This is the radio station that is pro-business and it gives a voice to the businesses in our community and the people who run them because we need to hear these stories. We need to know the people and the great things they're doing in the community. I'm here with Dr. Bill Lampton. How are you doing, Dr. Bill? Doing great today, and we've got some exciting, highly informative guests. I'm excited. Why don't we just jump right into it? Let's bring in our first business, and let's get to know these people a little bit. Very fine. Our first business that we are featuring is Peach State Bank. We have with us Ron Quinn, who is the founding president and still president after 14 years, and also Susan Williams, marketing and human relations for the bank. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Ron, when we look back at the banking industry over the last 14 years, there have been many changes. So what is it uh, you attribute your ongoing success to? I think being a local bank that we are investing our depositors' money back into our market has been a big success for our bank. If somebody opens an account with Peach State Bank, that money actually stays in this region and we're able to turn around and loan it to other small businesses in the community to help them grow and continue growing. And that's that's really what we mean by a local bank. It benefits this community, and that's one thing that Bo and I stress every week on this program is that our guests are people who are involved in the community in many, many ways in addition to their business. I would imagine you have other involvements as well. Yes, we actually have our board of directors. It's all local men and women in the business community in Gainesville and Hall County that uh, know the market, know the people, know the places, know the value of real estate. So it's easy for us to make a decision. We're in one location, so if we needed a quick answer on a loan, we can get it usually pretty quickly. So, And speed is important when you're looking for financing. Absolutely. Our customers depend on someone who can get a decision to them fairly quickly. So we uh, pride ourselves on being able to do that for them. Well, Susan, one of the questions I have, and we've talked about this in different ways over the years, is what is the difference between the stand you've guys taken as a local community bank and these big branch banks out there? Well, in my opinion, I think that just the fact that one of the first things I noticed when I came to work at the bank was you can call us and get us on the phone. You know, if you call any large company, you have to go through 10 extensions. My mom was telling me yesterday she had called a place in Gainesville that was a larger company, and she had to go through, like, jump hoops just to get to the person that she wanted so you know with us I think we can help somebody we answer the phone if the person that answers the phone can't help them we get them to somebody right then that can and plus the fact of the you know we've always kidded around we try to all know our customers when they come in the door we greet them and we call them by their name we hopefully know their mom and dad and their kids and just make it a true community bank so that's a throwback idea. So, so relationship banking, that's still out there. We can find that at Peach State Bank and Trust. You can. Love it. Well, one of the things I think about, uh, Susan, you bring to mind is not only do you not reach a person directly, but as you say, you have to go through so many hoops to do it. I know there's some places I call where I want to tell them, I don't need to know where you're located. I don't need to know your hours. I don't need to know your vast range of yeah. services. Just get me to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> a live person. Yeah. Well, Ron, one of the things uh, with banking, and I, I know Susan from years ago in banking, so mm-hmm. I, I know that it takes 
a lot of, of a, a good team and it has the right people in the right seats on the bus to make a bank work in the community here. Tell us a little bit about the experience and the team you've put together and why things have been going, you know, 14 years of running a bank when we see many come and go. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, I think we have a pretty good success rate because of the people we have been able to attract. Uh, Our average lender has about 35 years of experience. So as banks have come and gone, other banks acquire community banks. Three years ago, there were five community banks in our market. Now we're the last one left. So as these other banks get acquired, we've been able to go out and attract some very good lenders that we know in the market, and from tellers to CSRs, bookkeepers, loan operations. As these mergers continue to happen, we're able to pick up some very good talent, and that's really what makes us a success is the people that we've got. So, Let's talk about boards for a minute. I worked in the not-for-profit arena for a couple of decades, and I knew how boards operated there. What are the responsibilities of someone on a bank board, and what are the qualifications that you look for? We actually have four different boards at our bank, so I can give you a general overview of all of them. We have a holding company that actually owns our bank, and the holding company, their major responsibilities, if we decide we want to build a new building, open a branch, we want to sell stock to raise more capital, the holding company would make those decisions. Our bank board is all local business people that help us serve on different committees like our loan committee, our audit committee, that know what's going on in this market. And if we have a quick response to someone, we can call them and call a special meeting if we need to to get an answer for them. So they're always on call, and I'm glad to come out and be part of it. Plus, they know the community. We also have a community development board, which kind of helps Susan with our marketing program. These are a lot of uh, different diverse business people in the community from all types of industries, that if we see a need that we may not be hitting the uh, poultry market or we may not be hitting the Hispanic market, we try to go out and use these uh, individuals to help us come up with a more aggressive marketing plan. And then back in 2012, we realized that about 80% of our customers were over the age of 50. So we do need to get some more young people in here. So we started a youth development board back in 2012. And these young millennials are in telling us how to get new business to the bank with a new generation of customers out there, and they've been very successful at that. We've got 13 uh, young professionals that serve on that board and do a great job for us. And since 2012, now we have about uh, 25% of our customers under the age of 30, which is good. So we want to keep community banking going for a long time. Well, Ron, when people talk about their money, I hear these conversations all the time. They want to know that it's secure and safe. Let's talk a little bit about financial ratings. And I know the Bauer Financial Rating is something we wanted to bring up. Yeah, Bauer Financial is an independent company that started back in 1983. And they rate every bank in the country, over 5,500 banks. Every quarter when we file our financials with the FDIC, they take our call reports and analyze our financial information. And they'll give you a rating from a 1 to a 5, with 5 being an excellent, 4 being superior. Peach State has been in the five rating for many years now. We continue to stay a superior, excellent rated bank. They look at all facets of your uh, portfolio for loans, your capital ratings, and Peach State's been very strong for several years. Susan, it seems to me, looking at your title of marketing and human (laughs) resources, you have external responsibilities and internal as well. I do. I enjoy them, most all of them, (laughs) most days. But I enjoy I enjoy customers, but I I love our employees. I think we've just got I'm a little prejudiced, but I think we've got the best bank. We've got a great team. Well, there are many management leaders who have said the way you treat your employees is going to determine how many customers you have and keep. Yeah. 
when I can say something true, every time I call Peach State, uh, reach out to Susan because I've known her, she answers the phone. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that is different. We talked about what that. What a little, novel idea. I know. <laughs> relationship banking. I, I will unname a bank, but I had to go cash a check um, at a big bank, and I had to go wait in line at a teller for about 15 minutes for them to tell me I had to go get it approved at a, the manager. It took about 10, 15 minutes, and I had to go get back in line. And that's – people don't have time for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it makes a big difference when you can come in, somebody knows your name, and they can get you taken care of. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit, Susan. I know I'm always excited because I get emails about events and, and community things you're doing. Talk a little bit about that, some stuff you've done um, that, that you're excited and proud about and some stuff coming up maybe. Well, we've, we've had um, – we have had our Low Country Bowl – in April, this will be the fourth, fifth year that we've had that. We usually have probably, I would say, over 400 people attend. We have it after hours in our parking lot and set up a big tent, and it's absolutely a lot of fun unless it pours down rain. Uh, we have our BLT luncheon coming up on Wednesday, August the 7th. This will be just the third year in a row that we've done it, and we do it at lunch. We have big tent. We have all the fixings for BLT sandwiches, and we've had just a lot of people attend. My favorite thing that we do every year is our Christmas breakfast. We always have a Christmas breakfast, and we did it at the bank until we grew too big. And now uh, the last two years we've had it at St. Paul in their fellowship hall across the street from the bank. And, you know, we just have probably, I'd say, between three and 400 people attend. We have just a big, huge breakfast. Everybody comes and just, it's it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, a lot of customers come every year. It's, it's just, to me, a great service. And in these uh, events, we actually don't do business at those events. It's just a time for everybody to get together and socialize. And one of the things we also do that's not as big, but uh, two or three times a year, we'll have a cookout in the bank parking lot. Mm-hmm. On a Friday, hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, and just invite people, customers and non-customers, to come by, have a meal with us, sit down and fellowship for a while. To me, one of the big advantages of those uh, events is that it it brings the bank in on a more personal level. Uh, Many of us can remember when the view almost anybody had of banking and bankers, and in many cases it was well-merited, was that bankers were austere, they were distant, they were very formal, they were not approachable. And one of the wonderful ways to take that out of the picture is to have these events where you sit down and you have a BLT with somebody or you uh, sing Christmas carols or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's not just our customers knowing us and us knowing our customers on a more personal level, but the fact that if they need something, they can just come right in our office on Washington Street and the decision's made right there. You know, Ron doesn't have to call anybody. Well, he might have to call somebody to to get something approved. So, you know, the other banks, there's possibly good people, I'm sure, but they do have to make that phone call to somebody that's in another state that possibly has never been to Gainesville. They've never been to the downtown square. They've never been to Green's Grocery or Luna's or Poor Richard's or anywhere around here. They don't know this area. So I think that's the best thing ever. How many of us like to hear, well, I've got to check with my supervisor? Yeah. Yeah. Not many. 
Well, Ron, one more banker question here. Okay. Um, talk, talk to us a little bit about, I know one of the, the most important things at the bank is the loan portfolio. So let's talk about that and the strength of that portfolio. Yeah, as all banks, uh, what really makes a bank strong is how strong their loan portfolio is. And, and we all remember back in 2008, 9, and 10, and a lot of banks in Georgia went out of business. Uh, all banks suffered a little bit through a major recession. Uh, Peach State, we took that guy as an opportunity to get more rigorous on our underwriting to make sure that we put good loans on the books when we made loans. So right now, uh, there's a company called SNL, which is a, a national company that ranks bank portfolios of all 5,500 banks in the country every quarter. Uh, Peach State, out of 169 banks in the state of Georgia, our loan portfolio is ranked number five in the state as of the end of the year. We'd be very proud of that rating because we try to make sure that we put good loans on the books that will support our community, but not take too aggressive of risk in the community. So. Yep, and the, and the strong financials means the bank's going to be there when you need them, right? We're not going to have to shift five years down the road. Well, another question, uh, Ron, that comes up when we talk about, I can't believe it's been 14 years, did we say? 14 and a half, It yeah. seems like it just went <laughs> up yesterday. That's yeah, how fast time yeah. goes by. Uh, when a business has, has sustained for a long period of time, and we've seen many come and go, and I know we talked about the local people being important, but is there just a kind of a key to success that you might give another business owner or even a, a young person getting into banking out there? Uh, we'd like to get more people, young people into banking. So unfortunately, during a downturn, a lot of young people got away from banking because it wasn't exactly the best career to get into. But uh, I think the big key to our success is the people we've been able to attain. Mm-hmm. We have very little turnover in our bank. Since our bank started 14 and a half years ago, we've had two that have passed on. We've had three or four that have retired, and we may have had to let go one or two. But uh, we pretty much, a lot of the people that started with the bank back in 2005 are still at the bank. And so having that consistency when you come to the bank that you see somebody you know and not a lot of turnover if you come to our teller line we're consistent again as Susan said we try to meet and greet you with a three-second rule when you walk in the front door we want to say hello if we don't know your name what can help you with so we think that's been a big part of our success I think it might be all the cookouts, too, that keep Good, Yeah, that might be part two. Plus, we have ice cream days. So. Free food. <laughs> well, Susan, one more for you. And this this is um, somebody out there listening. Maybe they have a relationship like I was describing earlier, and they say, this just isn't cutting it. I'm not happy. Or they need to establish a banking relationship. Any any ideas or points you say, hey, here's some things you need to think about when you're choosing a partner as a bank? I think that, to me, just get to know really talk to the person when you call the bank go in ask questions see how you connect see if the person really cares you know because i think that's what you'll get if you come to peach state or if you call us you'll find that somebody cares they're not going to put you in an account that's not a good account for you they're not going to steer you wrong just for the betterment of us if that makes sense yeah i think so and i think just a do you feel like a number or do you feel like a, a person maybe exactly you know very good ron one question is of course we've talked about the past and we've talked about the present what do you see the future being over the next five to ten years we feel like in this gainesville market over the last five years gainesville has outgrown every market in the state of georgia so right now there's 18 banks located in hall county and we think there's going to be more wanting to come into the market just because of a strong uh strongness of the governor's basically but in a governor deal with what he did over the last eight years has made this area very strong and very business savvy that a lot of companies and other businesses want to come here as well as banks. So we anticipate more competition coming into the market, but being the one and only community bank left in town, we got a pretty good jump on the rest of them. So we're telling them, come on, we'll, we'll compete every day. So. <laughs> 
Well, Ron Quinn, Susan Williams, I appreciate you coming on North Georgia Business Radio. And listeners out there, check out Pete State Bank and Trust. There's always an event coming up somewhere to check out and meet the people where you'll feel like a person, a relationship, and not just a number. So thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, you very much. We appreciate it. Would we like their contact information? Absolutely. What would be the best way, somebody out there that say, hey, I like what I'm hearing from these guys, to find out more about the bank or get in touch? Well, they can go to www.peachstate.bank. Or they can call us at 770-536-1100. And you'll answer the phone. Well, somebody will. Somebody will. (laughs) Very good. So, Bill, let's jump to our, you know, we talked about a bank that's been in town that stood the test of time. It's the one one community bank left standing. Now we're going to talk about a, a business with roots that go back to 1898. And it's been in Gainesville for 50 plus years. And we're going to bring in Barry Zeman from Barry's Menswear and Tuxedo. Welcome to the show, Barry. Thank you. How you doing? Doing great. Well, yeah, give us the 10,000-foot, the 30-second version of that history of Barry's to today. I'll try to not get too detailed, but uh, if you go back to my great-grandfather, Abe Zeman, who was the immigrant that came to this country from Eastern Europe, um, he wanted to get into the clothing business and he was uh, came up with a creative way he started selling sewing machines and the ladies in order to pay for the sewing machine in their house they made piecework for him where they made parts of garments and he was able to put together garments that way and, and start a wholesale business as well as selling his sewing machines and uh, you know it, as we got into the next generation and my grandfather they got into the tailored menswear business on a manufacturing level um, and wholesale level, and they started uh, selling to department stores and specialty stores. If, you know, um, we might remember there used to be a lot of men's specialty stores back in the day when men dressed a lot more. Uh, but um, and then as my my father got involved, uh, they expanded that wholesale trade more and the manufacturing, and eventually got into retail a little bit. Wow. So. And, and what about Gainesville? You've been in Gainesville for 50-plus years now? Yeah, that's right. Um, and as you know, we used to manufacture here. Um, I heard the story that my grandfather got hit on the head by a, <laughs> a labor union mob. Uh, you know, uh, And so they decided – that was in New York City. They decided to move, uh, move, move south where it was a little more business-friendly. And uh, we've stayed in this friendly area ever since. Barry, it's interesting that yesterday I – uh, went to somebody who's been giving me a haircut for many years, and she listens to our show. She wanted to know who would be on today. I mentioned you and your company, and she said, guess what, Bill? When I was 16 years old, that was my first job working in that factory. Yeah, that's, it's a pleasure to hear you know, that, that history is there in the community. I do hear that a lot. Um, you know, my mom, my grandma used to work for you and that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we do have some roots here. We were a, a big employer at one time. And as far as our industry, we were probably one of the last to stick with the U.S., um, you know, not before moving, uh, before most of the industry moved to Asia or, or Latin America. Um, so uh, we, we kept it going, the factory going as, as long as it was feasible. Well, one of the questions that, I, as I was reading kind of the background, uh, they changed the name, right, to Barry's. When, was that, am I right, when you were two years old? 
Yeah, now the name on the building on Browns Bridge, which is now uh, Office Pros, that was our factory and used to be able to go in and buy a suit and there was a window. You could look back and see people making the clothes while you were shopping. Um, I would think it's about 15 years or so we, we sold that building and relocated uh, to where we are now um, across from uh, Lakeshore Mall. But um, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, what was the question again? I'm well, sorry. I'm just, just <laughs> I got on a tangent. No, no, just with that history. And then, and, and I read when you were two years old, uh, I believe that they changed the name to Barry's. That yeah, so what I was going to say was the sign there, historically, the old sign, which I, I wish I still had it, it said, Zeman Manufacturing Maker of Barry Clothes. Okay. So my grandfather uh, put, that was the first time he put my name, I guess, on the building when I was about two years old. That's correct. So he, that was his continuation planning forethought. Which was pretty good. Well, I was going to say, so did you really have a choice? Not really. Uh, <laughs> I tried to run, but I couldn't hide. Barry, you mentioned a minute ago how men's clothing styles have changed, and we're all aware of that. I can certainly remember, gosh, I guess it was about 15 or 20 years ago, the first time I got on a flight, commercial flight, without a tie. I, you know, up until then, it, it was just almost mandatory that you do it. And you go back and you look at pictures of football games, college football games in the 1950s. The men were wearing suits. The ladies were wearing possibly suits and hats and heels. There's There have been a lot of changes. How have you adjusted with your company to the changes? Well, we make less money now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to hear that. No, you know, but um, it, it, it's definitely been a challenge over the years, and we've seen these trends uh, evolve and ebb and flow, you know, starting with the trend towards casual wear at work. I do the same thing when I go to the airport now or uh, an event. I s try to count how many people, or a church even now, how many people are wearing a suit, you know, and there's not that many. Um, and, you know, that was our bread and butter. Uh, now we focus mostly our industry is, is more event driven and, um, you know, proms are very important. And the, any event that is going to be in, in a man or a boy's life, you know, whether it's a, a dance or social event, a formal event, um, weddings, funerals, um, you know, those are all kind of what we focus or what, how we serve the community. Um, you know, I'm really, I, was, I was just in the store a minute ago, and I was really sorry to hear what happened to that police officer. Their whole family was just in our store, and uh, we were taking care of them and turning around what, you know, their, their, uh, mm. their wedding, I mean, their funeral outfits. And um, so, you know, we're there to, to serve, uh, how, you know, uh, however we can. Um, and, you know, then that's, uh, that's you know, not unlike Ron's bank, um, you know, it's the personal service that I think uh, keeps us uh, above and beyond the competition, although there isn't a whole lot of competition as far as men's specialty stores, if you know what that means, you know, a store where you can run, walk in, and that's all, they, all, we, all you do, and you have people that actually know how to fit you, know how to mark your clothing for alterations, and um, in a lot of cases, uh, they might have known your family for a couple generations. So we have a lady, uh, Clara Chambers, who's been with us for 54 years. She was actually a manager, uh, office manager in the factory. And when we um, made the decision to close the factory, she wanted to stay with the company. 
and we uh, got her started in, in sales, and she's been with us ever since. And um, our manager, Boone Strickland, who retired a few years ago, had been with, was with the company 50 years. Wow. Kind of a pillar in the community. And uh, we commonly run into two- and three-generational customers, so it's, it's pretty cool. Wow. Well, you're reminding me of what I think was one of the best business books in the last 30 years, Who Moved My Cheese? I don't know if you happen to read that, but it was a little short book, only about 95 pages, but the whole gist of it was, if you're not willing to adjust to the changes, you won't be around to see them. That's right. Well, this is funny. This is all tying together for me. So I think a lot of times you're right. It's events when we when we dress. I remember the first time I got a few suits was when I twenty something years ago when I got a job at a bank. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, so my question, Barry, is is it something you could still? So somebody's out there. Say they get that job at the bank. They could mm-hmm. come in and you would help them actually pick out. There's somebody there that would help pick out outfits, make sure they got the right kind of things. Exactly. They're not going to clash and embarrass themselves when they go to work, maybe. Yeah, and, and that's the key, and that's what a, a true you know, menswear specialty store as of old. You know, when we try to keep those traditions like the old-time specialty stores that maybe our, our dads or grandpas more remember more, but that's been our theory to try to combine that service with incredible value. So it's a, it's a tough road to work, but you know, that's what we try to do. Um, you know, we know where all the best products are made, being in manufacturing for, for generations. And so we source the best products um, that we can find that are pretty similar or made in the same factories as, uh, as other stores are selling for easily $100 more. So, and then we add the service feature and we make sure, um, as this little flyer says, uh, in the case if you're looking to rent or you're looking to purchase something for a job interview, um, you know, we recommend you don't rent because when you get something tailored for you, which you can't really do when you rent a tuxedo or a suit, it doesn't fit you just right. So it's all about the fit. You start with the quality garment and then, and then having the, uh, the employees, the, the service, the wardrobe consultants, as we like to call them, that know how to fit you perfectly and, uh, and, a, and an excellent alteration staff that does a good job that's all part of looking good and saving money so question with the so we talk about proper tailoring is that something you guys do there or is it something yeah we still do that in-house um so uh, you know you don't have to worry about taking it anywhere else so it's a, it's a great convenience that's and, and we know how to tailor the products you know that we sell that's good for somebody like me if the shoulders fit and i can't button it or vice versa so yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that we got a tailor yeah. in town exactly yeah we do do um accept outside tailoring as well okay with the longevity of your company there certainly must be some keys to customer service that you can share with our listeners well um you know i i think that the best i hate to be a broken record but Nobody wants a suit that doesn't look good, so that's the first thing. Make sure you, make sure they look good, and they they're fit properly. A good uh, product. Yeah, good product. I mean, if you go to a department store and there's other places in town you can buy a suit, um, you know, or a discount store, it's you know you're sometimes hard pressed to get that personal service from someone that really knows that class of merchandise. They might be from housewares, but they're over here helping in suits or whatever, right. you know. So. Um, you might find a good deal or a nice suit somewhere else, but you know, you're not going to get the fit and the personal service 
and that's what we offer and um you know it seems to be working well so here's this is the education for for our listeners out there the portion here so the guy out there maybe the average working guy that might you know we're talking church special events Mm -hmm. do you have any things every guy should probably have when it comes to maybe dressing it up a notch sure that's that's a great question um everybody should have lots of our suits in their closet (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know um obviously you may guess that we sell a lot of black suits because that goes with everything. Um, you can dress it up, dress it down. You got a blazer, you have a pair of slacks, then you can wear se- separately. You can wear it with a tie, without a tie, um, with a casual shirt, you know. So, um, you know, we sell a lot of basic solid black, navy, charcoal suits for that reason. Of course, blazers uh, are still around. They've changed a little bit, so we have a little more contemporary twist on those and some seasonal twist on blazers as well in the store right now. Um, which you can dress up or dress down. Um, so, you know, those are kind of the key staples. A couple of solid suits mm-hmm. uh, and a blazer or two. And then if you want to add a fancy sport coat, you know, that you can dress up or down, that's always nice too. Very good. The basics. Get yeah. back to the basics. I like it. it. The thing is you want to make – the thing people don't think about is – and, and I'm, I know I'm a broken record, but if you have clothes in your closet that don't fit – you know, then you don't have it covered. So, you know, they might be, they might not fit because they're from the nineties and the shoulders are real bit. So they might, you might think they fit, but they don't really look contemporary. Right. That blue blazer from 60 pounds ago. Right. And, and you know, the looks have changed and we carry, uh, you know, slim fit suits that you don't have to look like Ryan Seacrest to get in. (laughs) So we, you know, we carry the mod, we call a modern fit. We do carry a more, more aggressive slim fit for the younger crowd that want that and and classic fit. But, um, the look now is a little more tailored as you probably realize. So, you know, an older suit or a three button suit is not really, you know, the look now it's all, you know, the basic suit is a two button suit. It's been around for a while. And, um, so, you you might want to you know update your wardrobe with the basics. Very good. Now, how about any any specials or anything going on now that, that people should know about? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Uh, right now, we have a buy one get one half off um, for tailored clothing, or sh- we call it sh- uh, shoulder garments, which would include tuxedos, sport coats, suits, mm-hmm. or any outerwear coming up in the in the, in the next season. So, if you buy any of those items and combine them, you get half off. So that's a great value. And, you know, our prices start at like $99 for a suit or a tux um, to own, not to rent. Well, very good. So so Barry Zeman from Barry's Tuxedo and Menswear, somebody out there, they said, hey, you know what? My stuff's 10 years old. Or I don't have what yeah. I need. What's the best way to, to get in touch with you? Is it just come by the store? Let us know the best way. Well, uh, you know, we're conveniently located there in the uh, corner of uh, 53 and John Morrow across kitty corner from the from the mall in Gainesville um, but our phone number there is 770-534-7685 or if you just remember barrysmenswear.com you'll find us there as well where you can also shop and find some other items that we don't carry in the store well Barry I appreciate you coming on the show thanks so much for giving us the update a little bit of education a little bit of history I loved it Susan thanks for having me Ron thanks so much for sharing about Peach State Bank and Trust and Dr. Bill Lampton, we've, it's another wrapping another show. Yes, and we find out every week. 
what wonderful community leaders we have. That's right. So check out these local businesses, and we'll see you next week. Same time, same place, right here on North Georgia Business Radio. Mm-hmm.